0: This is the
1: Scary Movie Clubcast. Live from the clubhouse, it's Scary Movie Clubcast. This is Nadine. And this is Amanda. And tonight we watched the 1963 version of The Haunting. It was pretty good. I would probably give it 3.6 nighttime satin slippers.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it three pairs of nighttime satin heels because I think... From this one, at least reading the book first kind of ruins it for me. Because mm-hmm. like you already have this idea of the characters and then...
1: Yeah, and also this leaned into some things that annoyed me in general about the book. We're going to get more into that. Which also, we watched the 1999 terrible version <laughs> of The Haunting, and we'll give you guys our rankings for that a couple days from now in our Turn of the Screw review. <laughs> 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 so for now, though, Amanda is going to give us some fun facts about the author Shirley Jackson.
0: So our girl, Shirley, for the most part, she was born and raised in California right up until her senior
1: year of high school. Callie girl. The mm-hmm. Katy Perry song is playing in my head right now. <laughs> Excellent. Picturing her, which is great because I know what she looks like. Like I have looked up <laughs> pictures, so it makes it much funnier. Yeah. Um,
0: she was not your typical Cali girl for sure. <laughs> her mother hated that, by the way.
1: Oh, that she like wasn't like a sun-kissed yeah. little mermaid.
0: So her senior year of high school, they moved to Rochester, New York. Seems more like where she would be from. Yes.
1: Yeah. Feels right.
0: <laughs> it's in there more. Yeah. So her mother didn't like her because she was very bookish. Her mom's very into appearances mm-hmm. and wanted her to be this proper little girl, like do girly things, like girly stuff. Not Shirley's thing. Shirley's yeah. very independent. Speaks her mind. So as a child, she spent much of her time writing and her mom was horrible because she clearly favored her son oh, over Shirley. Oh,
1: sad. I hate it when parents do that.
0: Yeah. It was terrible. And this is what her brother had to say about it. Geraldine, her mother, was just a deeply conventional woman who was horrified by the idea that her daughter was not going to be deeply conventional. So Shirley initially went to college at the University of Rochester, which is pretty close to where they lived, I guess. And she hated it. So she transferred to Syracuse University in New York. She loved it there. That's where she met her husband, Stanley Edgar Hyman. And while she was there, she received her bachelor's degree in journalism. Um, After graduation, they moved to New York City and they both wrote for The New Yorker. She wrote fictional pieces and he was a contributor to their talk of the town. They did that for a little while and then after the birth of their first child, they wound up moving and settling in Vermont where Hyman joined the Bennington College faculty and he was also a literary critic. While living in Vermont, she was able to write her first novel called The Road Through the Wall, which I thought was interesting because it's a semi-autobiographical book about her growing up in an affluent California neighborhood oh mm-hmm. interesting be fun to read I really like this part that I read she admitted that she wrote the book in part to get back at her parents whom she resented for their narrow-mindedness and greed stating that the writer's first novel has to be one in which they get back at their parents so that was her first book but it was really her short story lottery that really got her notoriety and it was published And the New Yorker.
1: Yeah. It's so short, too. Like, when they say short story, that mess is short. Basically, that story
0: describes a fictional small contemporary American town which observes an annual rite known as the Lottery where community members select one person to get stoned to death.
1: And you don't know why. Like, it doesn't explain why this is a tradition, why they're stoning this person. It's very weird.
0: (laughs) According to what I read, it's implied in the story that the lottery is a practice to ensure the community's continued well-being, which kind of made me think of The Purge In the idea that in The Purge movies, they start doing The Purge because it brings down crime rates when people are able to just like let it all out on their neighbors and other people and stuff like that. Uh, so there's a bunch of adaptions, several that were during Shirley's Lifetime. So in total, Shirley wrote six novels, two memoirs, and over 200 short stories. But Hill House was published in 1959, which sadly was kind of towards the end of her life. But let's talk about her marriage a little because it's kind
1: of messed up. So because she's secretly closeted? That's how I felt a little when I was like reading through little undertones in the book.
0: We'll get to that. So she was the chief breadwinner after like the lottery came out. Like she got really successful. Hill House was huge. She was bringing in all kinds of cash. People were buying the rights
1: already. I'm a literary critic. You're not making bank.
0: Yeah. Also college professor. That was his main gig.
1: And so many kids. And they have
0: like three or four. four? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She and her husband were known for being gracious and colorful hosts who surrounded themselves with literary talent all the time. They both loved to read. They had a 25,000 book library. Picturing that library in Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon. Oh, I was picturing in Dr. Sleep. The uh, (laughs) 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 cathedral library. According to biographers, her marriage was plagued by Heinemann's infidelity. And at one point, she reluctantly agreed to an open
1: marriage. Oh, no. she never get pressured in a relationship to doing something that you're not comfortable with. Yeah, no. By her time, it was so much harder. Because it's not like you could be like, well, I'm just going to, we're just going to divorce. Like, I mean, you could, but not really. We
0: didn't have as many rights back then. Like, Yeah, and then also, I was going to say, a lot of people think that she might have been a lesbian, but that's mostly like biographers and there's like one book that talks about an analysis of her work I guess and like that like goes over like the lesbian undertones in her stories Theo's <laughs> definitely a lesbian am I right I think so yeah which is uh-huh. by why they made it in the show Hill House and like Catherine Zeta Jones's character is at the very least bi
1: and sometimes I think that Nell seems kind of attracted to Theo like <laughs> I don't know. There's definitely like moments where yes. it's like
0: <laughs> because she hasn't
1: been on the world, she doesn't know. Honestly, though, now we'll just be happy to be loved and wanted by anyone. Yeah. She'll take anyone. Yeah, and she also
0: Shirley also felt really patronized as like a faculty wife, which in my opinion, like the fact that they called them, called them especially her a faculty wife is so condescending. Oh yeah, because she's such a successful writer. Like, yeah, she's way more successful than her husband yeah. was ever gonna be. I'm the breadwinner in this house. No, your are and so yeah, so she's a chief breadwinner incredibly
1: successful, especially compared to him.
0: Her husband was in charge of all the money.
1: No. Mm-mm. It's not mm. uncommon for the time. Yeah. But there were plenty of wives who were handling the finances in their house. So yeah. I'm surprised that she let him.
0: Yeah. And he would like give her like an allowance. Hmm. So she had to ask for her, her own money. I would love for my husband
1: to bring up the idea of giving me an allowance. <laughs> I would lose my mind. But yeah, like
0: I said, she didn't live very long in the 1960s early Her health started to decline due to weight gain and chain smoking. And she developed a heart condition that took her life in 1965 at the age of 48. Imagine how many more, like, things we could have had if she...
1: Probably a lot. Because, honestly, a lot of writers, like, hit their stride in their middle age.
0: And look at Stephen King. Still hasn't slowed down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when she died, there was, like, a lot of posthumous publications of her Mm -hmm. work. And, like, many, many years later, might have even been, like, 2007, someone found a box of, like... Short stories and stuff she had written in a barn where they used to live. So cool. But also leading up to her death, she suffered from severe anxiety, which also stopped her from leaving the house and which wasn't helped by the fact that she had colitis, which is an inflammation of the colon, which affects a lot of people today and doctors don't know what causes it. The worst part was that at the time, treatments for these ailments were barbiturates, which didn't help because she was also taking amphetamines for weight loss. So just uppers and downers all day. This also didn't help her health because she wound up abusing these drugs as well as alcohol. But So in 2001, the Shirley Jackson Award was established in her (laughs) honor. Cute. Mm -hmm. It is an award for outstanding achievement in literature for um, psychological suspense, horror, and dark fantasy. So as horrible as her husband was, he did write this little thing that I thought was kind of nice, kind of sweet. It's a preface to a posthumous anthology of her work. And he says she consistently refused to be interviewed, to explain or promote her work in any fashion or take any public stand and be a pundit of the Sunday supplements. She believed that her books would speak for her clearly enough over the years. Hammond also insisted that the dark visions found in Jackson's work were not, as some critics claimed, the product of personal, even neurotic fantasies, but rather comprised a sensitive and faithful anatomy of the cold war era in which she lived fitting symbols for a distressing world of the concentration camp and the bomb jackson may even have taken pleasure subversive impact of her work as indicated by hyman's statement that she was always proud that the union of south africa banned the lottery and she felt (laughs) that they at least understood the story so
1: should we talk about some of
0: our favorite parts
1: yes i think probably literally one of my favorite parts is the beginning and ending paragraph.
0: It is very good. It's so beautifully written.
1: Yeah, and then, like, when they repeat it at the end, it, like, oh, it just sticks so well. Yeah, like, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. I think that, honestly, my favorite part, and it's a really sad part, but I just really enjoyed it, was the part when Nell was, like, begging to go with Theo oh oh and it's like heart-wrenching and it's the type of part that like you kind of want to turn away from it's crazy I, I love it I love it when books get me like that when movies or whatever it is just get me to the point where I'm like oh I feel so invested like I feel like I'm there and yeah. I felt like I was there like I could feel the awkward I was unpleasant like- sadness I was like, that's so imposing to be like, let me live. I'd be mean, like, you guys don't really know each other. It's only been a few days. I know, but also, who was so mean about it. Like, meaner than she had to she be. She was, but I think that was the house. When also, I can get that she felt, like, so pressed. Yeah. Like, being like, okay, but no. Like, the answer is no. Um, I think my favorite
0: parts are probably, like, I guess, like, the beginning part is when you're, like, getting to know Theo and Luke and Nell and the per- Dr. Montague, and they're just like best friends. And you're like, oh, I just want this story to go so well. Like, I want them to all be BFFs forever because they're all just like having this great time. You're like, oh, what a group
1: Well, the cute, like campy vibe was really mm-hmm. adorable yeah. and very believable because, like, when you go through something weird with someone, you feel mm-hmm. instantly like as if you know each other. It would be like if you got trapped in an elevator with someone, you'd be like, oh, well, we're about to become friends because we're going through this weird thing together. Like. And so you just like naturally drop your guard for them. Yeah.
0: I just really like that. So when things start going sour, it really hurt. You're like, no. Yeah. Because at first you're just like, oh, what a nice little story. Look at these new people they're just making friends.
1: <laughs> and then you're like, ah. What were some of our least favorite parts? I think probably for me, my least favorite was just certain ideas that she would like start and then not totally finish. Like they weren't 100% fleshed out, which just always drives me a little crazy. For in a example? Story. Like the dog where it's like, <laughs> we speak a little a more to that. Like, huh? you
0: know? What about a dog? We, we've not discussed a dog previous to this and we have not discussed
1: a dog after this. Exactly. And so it's like, I don't know, just little things like that where mm-hmm. I'm like, I wish that you'd, you know, flush it out just a little bit more or cut it if it's not, you know, yeah. like if it doesn't matter. Like tell me,
0: it's just like maybe this is a hellhound or something and that's why this house is so horrible. Like, yeah, right. Spoiler alert, but I didn't like the ending. I'm not a big fan of not happy endings. I know you don't. And I was just like, it was just like, like such a punch in the face. Like I was like reading it. I was like, they, now it's like losing it. More so than the others. Like the others are getting like
1: irritable. When it's almost. I I mean, and the others lose it too. But then it's almost like as if the more that Nell loses it, the more that they have it together. It's Mm -hmm. I, which can happen. Yeah, because you're like, Like, I need to get my shit exactly. Because, because honestly, they lose it too. Like they get just as, like, for instance, with Theo, when they hear the first noise, and then Theo screams and calls Nell into her room. And then when it's all done nowhere, she's like, no big deal. And I'm like, you were scared. Like, don't act like it's just Nell.
0: <laughs> so Nell's at the peak of losing it and they're like you need she to leave lost it,
1: it gone yeah it's, <laughs> it's gone they're like you need
0: to leave you need to go home Dr. is like I can't believe I let you stay this long yeah. should have had you go as soon as I saw that chalk on the wall I know and so she starts driving away in her car and decides to crash it into the tree
1: she's like you're not gonna tell me what to do I'm not leaving this house
0: yeah and then at the last second she's like Oh, wait, what am I doing? She comes to her senses for like a hot second right before she dies. Because I mean, she's basically been possessed, at
1: least to some degree, by the house. Yeah.
0: Especially all that dancing around and hiding from the others like a
1: lunatic, like a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know because at one point uh the line is something like oh, I forgot about Eleanor. But it's like in Eleanor's mind, like her stream of consciousness. <laughs> You're like, "Oh no." <laughs> also, I feel like endings in a lot of books are weird because it's going to be the same in turn of group of we're like the ending just happened so fast. We we're like, like "Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, like we took like what, 3 chapters getting her to Hill House and now in like 2 pages, she did?" I know, we have certain
0: Heard all about her, like, fantasies as she was driving there, her stop at the diner, yeah. her life before, running into some crazy old lady. Oh, yeah. And just all this stuff. And then,
1: boom, she's dead. Book over. There's, like, one paragraph where they give you a quick, like, here's what happened to everyone else. And then one paragraph where they're, like, it's the same as the first paragraph. Copy and paste. It's, like, your role needs something and then it's gone. And you're, like, wait, what? <laughs> and also, it makes me sad that we don't get to, like, hear about their reactions. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Like, my God plot quality very good I would say nearly perfect to me like just under I you know you definitely like get to know the characters like
0: you know Nell's a little weird and like Dr. Montague's like a total pushover and his wife
1: is insane I know I hated her so much <laughs> I found her to be very funny and <laughs> like oh my gosh like the part when she says something about the gun I can't even remember what it is but she just like pulls out a gun and then she's like don't worry ladies Arthur's a great shot and I like laughed out loud there were, I think that the little things that I would change is that it's like, in general, with the story, I want there to be like ebb and flow, like little mini climaxes and mm-hmm, then back mm-hmm. down. And this story does that, but it, I want it to feel like each climax gets bigger. I think mm-hmm. that this did that by the end, but not all the way through. Certain things felt bigger to me and then other lows, and I, it just didn't feel quite even keel, but pretty close, like not like so far. <laughs> Scares were some good ones.
0: Yes. Personally, I think my favorite favorite one is that one where Theo and Nell are sleeping in the same bed and
1: Mm -hmm. the hand-holding
0: yes
1: that was creepy
0: when she was like whose hand was I holding which is crazy because it's like I mean I think they do a pretty good job of it in the Haunting of Hill House television show but -hmm. in the movies they botch it oh yeah it's like such a scary thing to be holding someone's hand and then like realize like Wait, I'm not holding the person's hand who I thought I was holding. There's only two of us in the room. Whose hand was it?
1: Probably my favorite, like, scariest part was part with the pounding and Nell and Theo are sleeping in different rooms mm-hmm. and it's pounding on the walls. And then Nell comes into Theo's room and then says to it, You can't get in, the door is locked, whatever she says. And then it stops and then it giggles like laughs that part I like when I read it I was like I don't like (laughs) it like an out-of-place laugh can do so much (laughs) it really does you're like
0: no 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 that wasn't funny yeah we're not laughing right now why are you laughing you laugh when I make jokes you're crazy (laughs) something that I thought was interesting is like when I had read the book I'd already watched the series but way before that i had seen the 1999 version of the film and so i didn't really have any idea how true the film was to the book i just think i knew that that the one thing that they changed they made it a sleep study instead of a paranormal phenomena study and there's so much weird stuff happens with like the carvings and the statues in that i was expecting more of that in the book there's none of that there's like no. mention of the one statue of ukraine in the garden or whatever yeah that she dances with yeah but that's it and there's like even in the show like there's not that much emphasis on the statues like there's that weird like sunroom that they have with the statues in it and the the opening sequence has like shows like a maze and then the statues like with terrified faces and they're like breaking apart and stuff i was just surprised that there's like so little statue action
1: yeah they just made all that up yeah, yeah like it like, works <laughs> no like, it didn't we like it <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do a good job <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they were like we're blowing all our budget on cgi get ready <laughs> i would say the only reason that i could maybe understand why they thought that they would do it in that way like in the oh instead of it being the person's interested in telling you that you're at a haunted house the person's trying to see like fear and measure it and blah 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 blah, is because i do find it weird in the book that they never suspect dr montague they accuse each other of like a ton of things and they never accuse him and i'm like he would be my number one
0: suspect i mean but that's also what they did in the 99 version they're like they're like Oh, who put this paint on the wall that says welcome home now? They're like, Luke? Theo? (laughs) No, you did it yourself, didn't you? Never this guy who invited us all to this house who would know where all these things were to be able to do this.
1: Yep. Never him. Nope. They're like, we'll keep that. Like, laughs. There were actually quite a few good laughs. Oh my gosh, there's one funny one, when Nell is in the bathroom taking a bath, and Theo's out there impatient, and Theo's like, if you aren't ready in three minutes, I'll come in and drown you. was wild. Crazy thing to say. But also, can we just talk for a minute about how Arthur definitely seems like oh Mrs. Montague's gosh. mistress?
0: Yes, 110%. <laughs> They're doing it. No questions about like, it. Why
1: are you there if you're not? Also, how rude to bring your mistress on your poor husband's
0: thing. A piece of work, that lady.
1: When Luke goes up the stairs to, like, help get Nell down, and he's, like, threatening to push her and give her a shot, I was like, <laughs> um, excuse me? no 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 (laughs) like I thought you went up there to save her which also then oh my gosh I love it so much the next day at breakfast when Mm -hmm. Nell's basically trying to like act the way that she thinks that they want her to act so that she won't you know just breeze over she's like you Luke you were very brave and he's like I was indeed yeah and how about that song Luke sings oh yeah little child's rhyme but it's the creepiest one and all of them are creepy
0: <laughs> it's in it's in the Hill house series as well but it's done creepily cuz that's how it should be
1: my gosh when dr Montague's inviting them he does like a list of all the amenities and one of the things on the list is clean mattresses <laughs> and i <that made> me- <laughs> i would hope so i love that theo is just like i'm theodora just theodora what are you share because even dr montague doesn't seem to know her last name because she's one, crazy because at one point he lists all their names and he lists first and last for luke and now not for theo
0: that was another weird thing that i noticed in the 1963 film her name is nell lance oh yeah instead of Vance. that
1: drove me crazy just like how they changed the one other. Dr. Money Money—he's not Dr. Money Yeah, you know. he's some random other name. And it's like, why? Why have you done this? I have another really funny quote from Theo. It's where she says, I can be alone with my thoughts, particularly if my thoughts happen to be about murder or suicide. It's so dark. <laughs> crazy. Theo's a straight up fire. It's always crazy. Which I think that Theo is probably by. Because she's also hard flirting with Luke. Yeah. I think that she wants him. Like, the two of them, like, fight over Luke?
0: Well, I think it's just Theo going after him just because she can. She likes the competition and she's like...
1: Well, but Nell gets mad about it, too. And, like, tries to get his attention. I mean, Nell just wants attention.
0: Yeah, Nell just wants attention. And so Theo's like, let's play a game. Well,
1: but Theo goes to her specifically and is like let's not do this, like, and Nell's and like, no, you're mistaken, and, like, that part was in the 1999 one, too, where uh, then she, like, calls her naive, basically.
0: I also thought it was so interesting that in both the movies, they have the, the doctor go up and help Nell from the spiral staircase. Book,
1: it's blue. which another, like, underlying, like, LGBTQIA theme, mm-hmm. I thought, was the fact that the house really only seemed peaceful when The older sister and her younger companion were the ones living in the house. Mm. Like, that's the only real time that it seemed to be at peace. And I'm like, younger companion from the Mm (laughs) town. I don't know what this is. She loved you so much that when you were gone, she eventually committed suicide.
0: (laughs) Found it. I dislike lobster, sleeping on my left side, and cracking my knuckles when I'm nervous, and save buttons. What she says in the movie is she sleeps on her left side because she hears, you'll die faster.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, That's what it is. That's what it is. Because
0: it'll cause heart problems.
1: (laughs) That was a good joke. (laughs) That was so dark and unexpected. It was. It was very good. (laughs) Oh, yeah, which that's what it was is that the rest of it was a direct quote, like the lobster mm-hmm, and the buttons. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, oh, but they added in much. The other thing that I thought was funny was when they do come down for the first breakfast and Luke is in there, he's like, I hope you ladies are the kipper kind. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me think of Mark Duplass and his weird
0: love of sardines. I think I just thought of the wild thorn berries. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh, <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> so into it. Which also, I looked up the two books that uh, Dr. Montague's is reading, mm-hmm. like that he starts reading some them and then he's like, and if I run out of it, I have this other book. They're two of the longest English language books in existence, <laughs> like not like the two, but. Two of. And then like how Nell is always repeating journeys end in lovers meeting. I know. Yeah. So that's from Twelfth Night. Mm-hmm. And essentially the thought probably behind it is something along the lines of like soulmates like wandering the earth to find each other. And then when they do, their journey's over because mm-hmm. they have each other. It's almost like as if Nell is like saying it about the house or really about anyone. It's like as if she would just take any soulmate. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's like, at least in the beginning, when she like first says it, it's almost like she's found a family she prefers her
1: family's horrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Her sister's the worst. Monster. Yeah, and her mom wasn't nice either. No, The Cup of Stars thing was cute. I also mm-hmm. liked the quote in it where it says, Hill House, you're as hard to get into as heaven. When she's <laughs> trying to get in the gate. Also pretty funny that then she's like, wants to run over Dudley. Just because she's angry that he didn't like, open the gate right away.
0: And that was a bit of a wild card. <laughs> she got in it crazy. The, in the exact opposite way that Theo is a wild card. Exactly.
1: But yeah, Hill House. Loved it. I really, really, really enjoyed this book. I would probably give it 4.4 trees. The tree that killed Nell and the first wife. I'll give it four scarred murdered trees. This is a great book. All right, you guys, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Scary Movie Clubcast and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. See you next movie night. And don't forget, there are 25 days till Halloween. Bye! Bye. <laughs> okay. Real alternating.
0: I don't know what to tell you. I
1: don't know why, but that one in particular always makes me laugh. There's a place near here called Hyman Brothers Auto, and every time
0: I drive past, I'm like... <laughs> Our ice cream man plays Christmas
1: music. Like a lunatic.
0: Yes, like a lunatic.
1: Going through the neighborhood
0: mid-fall. But I didn't look too hard. I was like, this should be short. <laughs> I'm already going crazy.
1: <laughs> it wouldn't be you. <laughs> would
0: be you I, found, like, it. I yeah. found it, I found it, I found it, I okay. found it. Because I found a PDF version and I controlled that. that. Oh, it was right after though. I, I read that part of the book where she says, unexpectedly admiring her own feet. The end of <laughs> <You did. laughs>
1: that was so long ago. Which, see, I prefer Theo's wild cardness because at least it's not fake. Theo's just being who she is. <laughs> <laughs> now it's hiding who she is mm-hmm. and trying to put out what she thinks she wants. Oh, yeah. Gotta listen to this one. We gotta, gotta, but we know we'll she never <laughs> So we <I> can say. <laughs> We should leave that whole part just as like a test, because <laughs> that's what good friends do—they test each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's normal. We're not catty. <laughs> that's not a true stereotype. <laughs> never.
0: Uh- I know, Pepper. We should have just decided way back in the beginning to just write everything on cute peppers, but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we duck our hole, now we need a wall in it. <laughs>